This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I'm a little bit of a lone wolf today. This is going to be my first monologue podcast. <laughs> and so I am going to have to channel my inner Wesley Christensen. Uh, Wesley, if I butchered your last name and it's like Christiansen, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she has a podcast called uh, Wake Up With Wesley and she does the best monologues ever. So I'm going to try that today and see how it goes. And hopefully I'm successful because um, it's my most favorite topic. It's talking about guts and restoring your gut and gut health and all that jazz. (laughs) So um, let's get started. And before we do, I just want to remind everyone that this is being released. This episode is being released Thanksgiving week. We're having some killer Black Friday deals over at Provo Health. And the reason why I'm coming out with this podcast and this Instagram story slash live is uh, because we are doing a discount on the gut restoration products. It's the Mega Spore, the Mega Mucosa, and the Mega Prebiotic. And so those three used together formulaically help you to restore your gut. So I'm going to talk about the gut restoration program and what it does and its purpose and the science behind it or and how we got to needing to restore our guts in the first place. So let's talk about that first. And again, check out the Black Friday sales, you guys. They're pretty awesome. If you go in store, there's some in-store sales. If you go to Provo Health, there's some Provo Health sales. Like check out the Instagram pages. There's a lot of cool things. Okay, so how did we get here? Well, we know that at least 50% of Americans have some kind of gut dysbiosis. It's probably way more than that actually. I've done polls on my own Instagram and obviously that's not legit research, but oftentimes uh, when I say, do you have gut issues? About 87% of people vote yes. They have some kind of gut dysfunction, which is like bloat, gassiness, heartburn, that lump in your throat feeling, um, constipation, diarrhea, IBS, IBD, fatigue with eating, like food just feels like it sits in your stomach. And then it rots and then you're gassy. Um, So a lot of us have gut dysfunction. And the reason why we do is because we live in a society that is very, very, very harmful and antagonistic towards our gut biome. And what really sucks is our research is just barely getting to a point where we are recognizing over the past few years that holy cow, gut biome is so important, but yet the big key players out there like big agriculture and, you know, Monsanto, I think Monsanto sold out to someone else, but either way, whoever produces Roundup, was it Bayer? Bayer bought them out? I don't know. But um, whoever uses Roundup, like there's their scientists are saying it's fine, you know? And so obviously it's not because... Childhood allergies have tripled, and we know that the immune system, it like 80% of the immune system is the gut. So why are our kids' immune systems getting worse and worse and worse? You know, it almost seems obvious, like, well, it's, it probably stems from gut dysbiosis. Why are we getting gut dysbiosis? Why are, you know, because it's getting worse and worse and worse in the younger generations. It's even predicted, oh man, I need to post this research in my Instagram, but I read this a year ago and I posted it a year ago and there were a lot of very triggered people and I apologize, but it basically said that those born in the 90s, I think are like five times more likely to get colon cancer in their, tw- in their 30s. Um, and for many of you, you probably know that the screening age for colon cancer is 50. 
um, that number needs to come down because so many people are getting colon cancer at such a young age. And this has all to do with immune system function and gut health and inflammation and all of that. Let me, I'm, I'm reading the comments on the Instagram post and so I'm getting a little distracted and I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on jokes there, but okay. So how come all of us are walking around with gut dysbiosis? Well, there's a few reasons. And, um, the stress is number one. So stress causes dysbiosis, actually, believe it or not. Stress increases inflammation, which makes it a very hostile environment for healthy bacteria to populate. And so if you are a human being in the world, you've probably experienced stress this year, uh, the year being 2020 for anyone that's uh, listening to this in the next few years or not. Another reason for dysbiosis is antibiotics. Now, this one is ginormous. How many of us have had uh, children and within the first year they've been given one, two, three antibiotics. When I first got my uh, first antibiotics, I was 12. By the time most people are 12, they've done several rounds, like five to 10 rounds, if not more of antibiotics. How many people in their teens were put on antibiotic treatment for acne? Another cause of dysbiosis, birth control, hormonal birth control. Um, another reason for dysbiosis is uh, the foods, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. For instance, uh, glyphosates that are sprayed on our grains. Uh, glyphosate is Roundup, and they now use it as a desiccant before harvest of wheat. So if you have eaten bread or lived off of bread or pasta or you know, some kind of processed food that uses wheat, which is almost 80% of American food, um, you are being exposed to glyphosate. And the biggest tragedy is, let's think of our babies for a second. What are their first foods for the majority of people from going from breast milk or formula milk? It's normally those Cheerio puffs, right? So their first foods are foods that are inflammatory and drenched in glyphosate. So we're breaking down a healthy gut barrier and we're destroying gut biome from the age of potentially six months old without even knowing it, without even knowing it, right? Because we trust that all the food on the shelves is safe for us. But no, we have to be our own super sleuths and figure this out, right? So food, grains, processed foods, sugar. Sugar is a big, big, big contributor to gut dysfunction, gut dysbiosis. If you've heard of candida, if you've heard of yeast and fungus, um, sugar feeds yeast and fungus, sugar feeds bad bacteria. And so we get this imbalance. Now, the sad thing about sugar in our society is we eat a lot of it. We eat so much sugar, you guys. So women, adult women, um, our grams of sugar per day that we should be ingesting, this is like added sugar, is actually 24 grams. And that's about a cup and a half of milk. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that is almost two teaspoons of table sugar. So I know most kids get that by breakfast. I think, uh, and different researchers are saying different numbers, but the average American gets on average between 90 to 120 grams of sugar per day. That's insane. It's literally insane that we just down sugar all day long. That is so much sugar. And it's feeding all the bad dudes in our gut. Another reason is pathogens, you guys, that can be parasites, bacteria that can, and parasites is a big one right? Like we all have parasites, but we need to have a healthy gut biome to kind of keep them at bay. And so um, I will talk about the dysfunction there, but any kind of pathogen that could 
potentially trigger dysbiosis or leach out chemicals, or mycotoxins, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's going to cause dysfunction in your gut. And then chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, chemicals from clothes, chemicals from foods, you name it. You buy new furniture and you're exposed to chemicals. Uh, you cook on bad pans and you're exposed to chemicals. Uh, birth control is a chemical. There you go. Pharmaceutical drugs, those are chemicals. Um, we absolutely know that NSAIDs, so that's like your... Advil, you know, your ibuprofen, that causes dysbiosis and also shuts down, I think, the COX-2 pathway, which stops your gut from healing and repairing. So that's fun. Uh, so, so we have all of these factors, these modern day factors just bombarding us all day long. It's no wonder our guts didn't have a chance, right? It's no wonder we're here. It's no wonder we are stuck in this epidemic of gut breakdown, and from our gut breakdown, our bodies break down. And when our bodies break down, we, we think we're crazy. We think um, it's like, how could this have happened to me? And then we think it's bad genes and we think it's bad this and we think it's bad that or, and we're just unlucky. And the thing is, we never had a chance. We didn't. We didn't have a chance. And now, you know, now we're probably in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and we're just figuring this out for the first time, right? And we're realizing... We do, not, we do not have strict enough laws. Wow, this is turning into like a massive tangent. But we don't have these laws protecting us from tainted, toxic foods. All right? So this is how we got here. This is how we get gut dysbiosis. Um, what is a healthy gut? Let's talk about that. It, a healthy gut has a nice, strong lining, epithelial lining. So it's not broken down, right? A healthy gut has an abundant amount of keystone bacteria. So you have, everyone has bad bacteria and then we all have good bacteria, but it's all about the ratios, right? Like we need to have the good bacteria be the king of the castles. We need more of them. The bigger the army, the more damage control they can do. So if we have a, an army of 10,000 people going against a hundred bad dudes, like we're for sure gonna win. If you have a good healthy bacterial army of 100 going against 100 probably going to lose because you're also taking an antibiotic and that antibiotic is killing the healthy bacteria so and then you're probably eating sugar because bad bacteria is now winning and you're now craving sugar and you're sick and you want sugar. you know it's, it's a big vicious cycle you guys so healthy gut abundant healthy bacteria is very, very important. And what adds to that too is variety and diversity of that bacteria. The more diverse your bacteria, the healthier your immune system, um, the less dysfunction, the less allergies, the less intolerances you have. Um, so that's really, really important. Also, another thing, factor that helps with healthy gut is limited pathogens. So Again, talking about the, the number armies, right? Like we want 10,000 healthy dudes and 100 bad dudes. But what if we like travel to a country and contracted some kind of parasite and it took that 100 dudes to like 11,000, right? Now we have a dysfunction or we have less healthy bacteria and we have a normal amount of bad pathogens, right? Now that pathogens can be viruses and bacteria and parasites, it doesn't just have to be one or the other. So, and, and the truth is we have all three of those in there all the time. You know, we all have H. pylori in us. We all have some kind of form of Epstein-Barr. I think 80% of us walk around with Epstein-Barr, but it's very dormant because our immune system is taking care of it, right? 
So limited amount of pathogens. And then the third thing is a strong physical barrier. Like we need a strong, healthy, structural gut. It, it needs to be strong. It can't be leaky. It can't break down um, because bad things happen. And we're going to talk about that. Let me go back. We need healthy bacteria. Imagine like a cellular wall. That's the wall of your gut. And it's got this beautiful epithelial lining of cells and they're all touching and they're all strong and linked together because nothing leaks through it. And then right above that, there's this beautiful mucosal lining, all right? And it's, it's actually very sterile. It's like there's not much in there and it serves a very good protective purpose. And then above that mucosal layer is bacteria and viruses and pathogens and toxins and inflammatory uh, molecules. And, but they have good ratios. We have good bacteria and very little toxins. And the good bacteria does damage control. And the good bacteria eats fiber to help reinforce that mucosal lining and reinforce that epithelial lining. So everything's hunky-dory. All right. Now, let's say we start killing off that good bacteria that was taking care of that mucosal lining and was eating. Okay, this is how it happens. Like you have good bacteria there. You feed it fiber. This is why we're so like gung-ho about fiber, guys, is because the fiber feeds the good dudes. So you eat fiber and it feeds these healthy bacterial things in you. And they they kind of spew out short-chain fatty acids or they, they chew it into short-chain fatty acids. And a really healthy short-chain fatty acid is called butyrate. And butyrate reinforces that mucosal lining. Butyrate reinforces the epithelial lining. Uh, this is why I always tell people that one of the best form or sources of short chain fatty acids for bacteria in your gut is uh, ground up flaxseed and chia. Always throw those in your smoothies because they're such good sources of fiber to create those short chain fatty acids. But, you know, when we have a strong mucosal barrier um, that shields the gut from damaging toxins and pathogens, we have a healthy life. We have, our immune system isn't triggered. We don't have leaky gut. But how many of us are feeding that healthy bacteria? How many of us are eating enough fiber to keep our armies healthy and happy and growing? How many of us are actually doing the opposite and we're feeding the bad bacteria, which helps pathogens and toxins to proliferate in the gut barrier? Now, this is what happens. When we don't have enough healthy, good bacteria to protect the mucosal lining and that epithelial lining starts to break down. And when it breaks down, when that mucosal lining starts to kind of dry up, vaporize. Now we have that epithelial lining that's exposed. It's not supposed to be exposed, you guys. And now we have bad bacteria creeping down in there and creating inflammation. And now we have lipopolysaccharides, which are very inflammatory molecules. And bad bacteria loves to make these things. All right. They create inflammatory responses left, right, and center. So now we have inflammation from these lipopolysaccharides, from these toxins, from these parasites that are now hitting the epithelial wall directly. And now these barriers, these junctions between the cells break open. And now we have leaky gut. All right. Now our whole bloodstream, our bloodstream that has our white blood cells, that's completely exposed. And guess what? These lipopolysaccharides trigger inflammatory responses and it can go anywhere. It can cross the blood brain barrier. It goes literally everywhere. So what do we do about that? Like, how do we reverse this? Because this is where we're at. This is what most of us are experiencing without recognizing we're experiencing it. Think about it. Were you a teenager with gut issues? Were you a teenager and couldn't handle certain foods? 
And now you are a grown up in your 30s or 40s or 50s, and um, you have autoimmune dysfunctions, autoimmune disorders, thyroid issues, uh, adrenal issues, who knows what, anxiety, depression. Um, we all know our brain is our second gut, right? Or vice versa, and that's another talk for another time. But we are now walking around with these autoimmune disorders, and we're blaming our genetics. And really, it wasn't our genetics. It was our environment, all right? The genetics was the Achilles heel, but the environment triggered the Achilles heel, right? It turned it on. Um, so now we're just, you know, swimming in leaky gut, and we're trying to figure out, like, what the heck to do about it. Well, first, you're listening to this, and now you're learning that this is why we are experiencing this, and this is why it's so important to heal your gut. So how do we do that? Well, first, let's go back to my five R's, because that's really important. You recognize you have an autoimmune issue. You have inf inflammation that has uh, manifested into disease or some kind of disease. Um, also, side note, did you guys know there's over 100 different types of autoimmune diseases now? And that number keeps creeping up. And science can't stay on top of them and still doesn't understand why. Why are we getting worse? Um, well, I just explained why. Okay, so let's go back to the five R's. We have leaky gut. Now what do we do? Well, you don't just go to a probiotic. I know this is about a probiotic protocol and everyone should buy it. Yay. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> first, my five R things, the first one is remove. You have to remove the foods causing the issue in the first place. All right. And I'm going to give you my top six list of most inflammatory foods on the planet. That is, oh my gosh, I hope we can remember them. Grains, dairy, corn, soy, sugar, peanuts, all right? So you have an autoimmune issue. You have leaky gut. You have digestive issues. Um, the first thing you want to do is remove the most inflammatory foods. If you know your list is longer than that, obviously you're going to need to cut out those foods as well because we can't try and I've said this a million times. I'm going to say it again. I'm so sorry for all you freaking flyers that listen. Carlin's explanation of the burning house is beautiful because if a house is on fire, you're going to stop. You're going to put on as many hoses as possible to stop that fire. But if someone's still throwing gasoline on the other side, like there's no point in throwing water on that fire because the fire is just going to keep going. Right. So you got to stop throwing the gasoline on the fire, take it away. And that's the grains, that's the soy, that's the dairy, that's the corn, that's the sugar, that's the peanuts. Get them gone, all right? Like those things are very, very, very inflammatory because of how they are, um, how they've been farmed, how they've been Frankensteined because of what they are. Sugar, for instance, is just highly inflammatory. And peanuts have aflatoxins, so don't do those. They're very inflammatory. So one, remove, remove all the things. Are you doing that? No, don't do the protocol, right? Next, you want to replace. If you have been nutrient deficient for so long, you want to work on the nutrition part, maybe some supplementation. Like, do you need to eat eight servings of vegetables or train yourself to do eat eight servings of vegetables? Um, yes, no, maybe. Let's work on that. Uh, do you need to supplement with B vitamins because you no longer produce a robust amount of hydrochloric acid and that helps with B vitamin absorption? Like, do we need to take B vitamins or take organ complex to get a mega dose of B vitamins? Um, what do you need to do to help rebuild, rebuild, reheal? The next two, repair and repopulate. That's when we get to, into the gut restoration 
program because both there's repair, repopulate and reinforce. And so we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but you repair the lining through foods like amino acids, like bone broth, like the mega mucosa, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. These things go in and help heal and repair. Then there's repopulate. This is where our probiotics come in, right? And not just any probiotic. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know, I wasn't a fan of probiotics until like two or three months ago when Kelly Gray started educating me. She's like, no, 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 there's probiotics. And then there's like spore-based probiotics. And I was like, tell me more. And spore-based probiotics are incredible and they keep popping up and all the big people because they work. Um, we are actually working with a doctor and getting training from her and her protocol includes the mega spore as well. And I was so happy to see that reinforced. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a big deal. And you even recommend mega spore. So spore-based probiotics are fantastic and they can be used in the right order, right? So we got to repopulate and we can do that as well with feeding our current bacteria, fiber and prebiotics and uh, fermented foods, kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir, kombucha, all those things. Miso, but that's soy. So and you're cutting out soy. And then the, the last but not least, and we're not going to touch on this one today, but this is rebalance. So this is stress management, you guys. And maybe rebalance should come at the top sometimes, I think, is because we're so stressed out. And remember, one of those things that causes gut dysbiosis is actually stress. So maybe rebalance needs to go first. I'm going to let you decide. But rebalance is stress management, yoga, exercising, self-care, deep breathing, <laughs> meditation, all those things. All right. So, so those are our five R's. So let's pretend you've done the removal. You are eating the right foods. You're taking the right supplements. Let's get to the repair and the repopulate. Okay. Now envision our really inflamed gut lining, right? The epithelial wall, the, the, the cell wall, the tissue is leaking. It's broken and the cells are no longer joined together. Uh, the mucosal layer above that is damaged and dried out. And then we have a bunch of really bad bacteria and toxins and lipopolysaccharides and parasites and uh, mold and all that. And it's just, you know, it's just all the gasoline being that's fueling our flame of inflammation. So the first part of this gut restoration protocol, and I'm going to give you microbiome labs protocol. And I'm going to give you my protocol because I want you to give yourself permission to experiment and see what your body needs. Because I always change the protocol according to each case of, uh, with my clients that I work with, depending on how much inflammation they have, how much repairing they need to do and so on and so forth. So I'm going to educate you on the products and then you can kind of decide what you want to start first. So Microbiome Labs says to start with the Megaspore first. And they say, take work up to one per day. So if you have insane gut dysbiosis, if you potentially have SIBO, you might not want to start with this one. And I'll tell you why. Because there might be a lot of competition in your gut and it might make you more bloated and gassy. Um, so if you are one of these extreme cases, try this first. You want to open up a capsule of Megaspore and sprinkle a little bit on your food and then eat your food. And then do that for a few days. Make sure you're not bloated and gassy. And if you're not bloated and gassy, then do two sprinkles of the mix where open up the capsule, put it on your food, do two sprinkles, eat it with your most fibrous food. Maybe you're putting it in your smoothie. 
and then do three sprinkles. If you notice you weren't bloated and gassing them, do four and then work up to a half a capsule and then do a full capsule. All right. Go very slow. Reintroduce these guys to your gut nice and gently. Now, some of you can just get started on the Megaspore and have no problems. You can take a full capsule every day for a week and then work up to one in the morning, one at night. No problem. Our goal is to work up to two per day. So one in the morning, one at night. That might take you a week to get to that dose. It might take you two months. We don't know. It just depends on what's going on. Now, the other way you can start this protocol, let's rewind. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, you didn't hear any of that. The other way you can start this protocol is to start on the mega mucosa. Because remember how I said you have the broken epithelial layer and then you have like no mucosa lining? Um, well, the mega mucosa has the perfect blend of amino acids to help repair that mucosal lining. So we can start th- like mega dosing you with mucosal lining mojo. Um, it also has the IgG in it as well, which helps with the inflammatory response and detoxifying of your gut. So if you have a lot of damage control that the probiotic can't help you with, because remember those, that bacteria in the mega spore in my first scenario, like those dudes are supposed to go in there and help it heal and repair, but maybe it's just not the right conditions yet. So if you think that starting with the mega mucosa makes more sense to you, start with the mega mucosa. And again, start with a few sprinkles, then increase, then increase, then increase. For some of you, you could probably just start off with a scoop and have no issues whatsoever. Some of you might need to do a few sprinkles the first few days and then you're done, right? Maybe you need to start with the mega mucosa. Maybe you need to start with the mega spore. Another thing you want to do and make sure that you're doing throughout this program, even from day one, is start drinking bone broth. And why bone broth? Because it has L-glutamine. And L-glutamine is the amino acid that helps repair that epithelial layer, that cell wall layer. All right, so now we're drinking bone broth, right? Hopefully you've been drinking bone broth before you even heard this. And you're healing up that epithelial epithelial (laughs) layer, okay? So you're healing the epithelial layer and you're giving your gut all the mojo that it needs to rebuild and repair and get the proteins to do so. Uh, Maybe you're taking the mega mucosa, to heal up that mucosal lining and get the inflammation down and to help detox the gut. Or maybe you're starting with the mega spore and you're introducing it nice and slow and it's going in there and it's helping reshape and uh, create uh, short chain fatty acids with one of them being butyrate to help heal and repair and reforce. Maybe you're doing that. Give yourself permission to experiment on yourself and see which one you need to start first. All right. Let's say you started on the mega mucosa, all right, and you're doing really great there. Then what I want you to do next is try the mega spore, all right? Maybe you've been doing the mega mucosa for a month, all right? Then you go to the mega spore. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but how do we know if we're not reacting to these products well? Well, you're bloated, you're gassy, you're distended. It just feels like indigestion, okay? Um, so that's how you know if you are not reacting to these products. All. So let's say you're doing the mega mucosa and now you're going into the mega spore and you've worked up to a full mega spore. All right. That is the repopulating. Now we want to reinforce that. All right. We, we've gotten your gut to a point where it is no longer hostile to this new colony of bacteria in your gut. And they're all playing around nicely. Now we want to give them a feast. All right. And what do I mean by that? 
I mean prebiotics. And what's the difference between prebiotics and fiber? Well, there's actually quite a bit of a difference. Fiber is like multiple strains of different like saccharides, like different sugars, multiple strains. So they're feeding like potentially hundreds of different bacteria. Most of them good, maybe some of them not so good, right? What a prebiotic does is it's three different strains of saccharides. I think that's right, three. And it is very specific food for very specific bacteria, bacteria that we want to grow, that we want to proliferate, all right? So we take our megaspore, we know we can handle it, and now we like feed them superfood so that they grow exponentially and they grow really, 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 really fast, all right? But it's the same thing with the mega prebiotic. Start with a little sprinkle, And then after a few days, do two sprinkles and then do three. Maybe some of you like me can just do a full scoop and you're fine, right? If you have a really sensitive gut, make sure you're going really slow and you're listening to your body cues and we're not forcing, right? We're being very, very, very respectful of our bodies and the signals they're telling us, right? So you're giving it a little bit of prebiotic every single day and you're feeding that mega spore some mega food and it's growing mega and everything's mega, right? So there was a study where it said the prebiotic and the megaspore worked like effects were 80 times faster or something like that. I don't know. They work super great together. I can even tell the difference when I take the megaspore and not the prebiotic. Let's say you are now at the full dose. That is really it. That's it. Those are the three products. And you want to take those three products for about three to six months, depending on how much dysfunction you have and how much healing and repairing you need. Um, I want to go back a little bit, but let me just keep going. So you're going to be taking, there are some protocols where people are taking a prebiotic for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Let's just do it breakfast and dinner, right? Let's just stay there. We let's not like overkill. Right. But if you feel inspired to like experiment on yourself, that's fine. You're probably your biggest issue is going to be like bloating, gassiness, right? So just be mindful, be careful. Let's see. So let's say it's been three months and you're noticing big differences. Your digestion is better. Um, your inflammation is better. Your autoimmune is better. Your absorption is better. Um, now what? So go to a maintenance dose. Now you can do all three of those products twice a week. All right, because it's just going to keep reinforcing the really good dudes that are in there. And that's it. Now, some of my frequently asked questions, kids, can they do this? Yes, just modify the size. Instead of giving them like megaspore, you know, like if they're little, give them halves, like cut everything in half, right? And again, it's, it's really hard to overdo it. Just the symptoms are bloating gassiness, right? So start with half. And if you feel inspired to give your three-year-old a full one, do a full one. Um, Satori takes a full one uh, and she's three. Tennyson takes a full one and he's six. Um, the mega prebiotic tastes pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. It's like mango juice. My kids love, love, love it. Actually, Satori hates it because I try to mix the mega prebiotic with the mega mucosa and the mega mucosa actually doesn't taste that good. So now she has this negative association with the mega prebiotic, which tastes like mango juice, but she hates it. So don't do that with your kids. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't mix them in the beginning because then they'll hate it by association. So you might want to start them on the mega prebiotic and just start low and slow. Okay. 
But uh, what was I saying? For kids, half the dose. It's really easy to just give them like applesauce and put everything in the applesauce and mix, 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 mix. That's what I do with my kids is I throw everything in the applesauce in the morning, the prebiotic. And and a lot of people are going to ask, shouldn't we take the probiotic on an empty stomach? No, you want to give it food. So you're going to take your probiotic with food so that um, as it goes in and it kind of germinates, it spores out. It's got food to eat because it wants to grow. It's a big little baby and it wants to grow into a big human. So you want to feed it food. And I think that's it. Like, can kids take it? Can pregnant women take it? Absolutely. Are you pregnant? Does your baby need good microbiome? Yes. Go for it. All right. It's very, very safe. Kids can take it. Adults can take it. Pregnant women can take it. They do have a a version for dogs. (laughs) So if your dog needs a a probiotic, we don't have it in our store, but we can order it for you if you want to call us and we can get a few. What are some other questions? Can you take a prebiotic every day? Absolutely. You totally can. It's, you know, this is the one thing I want to talk about prebiotics. And this is why I tell people to start slow with the prebiotic. Because let's say you have a lot of gut dysbiosis, right? And um, so you don't have a lot of good guys down there that you would like to feed. Um, It's mostly bad dudes. And I I always use this explanation. Let's say you invite two people over for dinner and you make 10 plates of food. Uh, Eight of those plates are going to rot. You're only going to eat two of the plates. So if you have two people over for dinner, make two plates of food, Okay. And then those two people, they grow into four. And then you make four plates of food. And then those four turn into eight. And then you make eight plates of food and so on and so forth. Same thing with bacteria and the prebiotic. So if you only have about, let's say, 200 good dudes down there, only give them the amount of like 200 plates of food to feed them. Don't just throw prebiotic in there because it's going to rot and ferment because none of the good dudes are eating it. So it's just rots, right? So make sure you're feeding the good guys enough food, but not too much. All right. Hopefully that made sense. And let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Again, order can be different. Like you can maybe if you want to start with the prebiotic, you can. I don't see why you'd want to. You absolutely want to couple that with the megaspore. And that's, that's that. So I think that's it. That's a wrap for the gut restoration. So just to reiterate you guys, and this is really short because again, it's like a monologue. So I'm not very good at monologues um, and I'm, I'm not going to serenade so <laughs> to pass the time, but um, I will get to some questions here. I'm just going to finish up the podcast and uh, maybe we'll keep the questions in the podcast. I don't know, but just to reiterate you guys, um, most of us are walking around with gut issues and we don't even know it. We just think bloat and gassiness and heartburn is the new norm and it's absolutely not. Please do not normalize this epidemic that we are experiencing it's not normal and it causes so much dysfunction. When people come into my clinic, the first thing I want to do is heal guts. And I'm like, if we can heal the gut, we can't heal anything. So let's heal your gut. Let's heal your gut dysbiosis. So you most likely have a gut issue. And I, oh, and people with kids, why wouldn't you want to just start restoring your kids' guts now? And like put them on a maintenance. Even if you do maintenance, doing it like Tuesdays and Thursdays, start them at three. Imagine the gut biome they're going to have when they're like 18. Holy cow. I always say my kids, if there's one gift I can give them, it's the gift of health, that they are not dealing with autoimmune dysfunctions at the age of 20. That's all I want for them (laughs) and to be happy and to be confident and all those other things. But I just want to give them health. And again, your gut biome is 80% of your immune system. 
why wouldn't you want to give them a rockin' immune system? So if they don't have any issues right now, you can just put them on this protocol twice a week and just do this wonderful maintenance throughout their lives. And they would be so, so fortunate. We don't want leaky gut. We want to heal that up. Um, but first, what we have to do are the five R's. So we need to remove foods, the inflammatory foods that I mentioned. I also want to add there, when we are replacing the nutrients, get on your digestion game. That means utilizing uh, digestive aids. Do the baking soda test, guys. If you're failing the baking soda test, you are not supporting the holy grail to your digestion, which is your hydrochloric acid produced by your stomach. So do the baking soda test. And once you are getting on your re your repairing game, make sure like, yes, we're removing the bad foods, but then we are trying to digest like a pro. That can be Zypan, that can be Enzycor, that can be some other enzyme that you really like. One other thing I want to add to that is play around with enzymes. Not every enzyme works for every person. So, for instance, I do really well with Enzycor. I've just been trying Enzymedica for the past two weeks, and my gut has not been happy. But for other people, some other people love Enzymedica. They need the heavy hitters, right? So play around with enzymes. Play around with dosages. See what works for you. And then we do the replacing of the nutrients with the food and the digesting. And then that's where, once we've done those steps, we do the gut restoration protocol, and we utilize those products, the mega spore, the mega mucosa, the mega prebiotic. And we do that for like three to six months, right? And then you can go on to that maintenance dose, which is about twice a week. Um, how do we know if our gut is healed? You feel good. You don't have pain with digestion. Um, your food intolerances go down. In fact, a lot of people that get like IgG testing done, um, that's IgE is when you have like a food allergy, um, and that's really actually really hard to reverse. But a lot of people, as they get older and they get leaky gut, they get a lot of food intolerances. And this is very different. That's an IgG response. And so as you start to actually heal up your leaky gut, your food intolerances list will actually go down and your IgG um, food inflammatory profile will actually change. So that's really, really cool. So doing the whole... Um, the whole gut restoration program with the megaspore, the mega prebiotic, and the mega mucosa for three to six months. One of the side effects could be you can tolerate more foods now. Isn't that wonderful? You have less allergies during the seasons. Um, you have more energy. You have no more bloat. You have no more gassiness. Um, that's, that's a huge one. You have no more heartburn all that jazz. Then there is the repopulate again with the group and then the rebalancing. So make sure you're on your stress game and you guys are taking care of your stress. Otherwise, this is all for naught. And that is it, you guys, again. So we're going to put the link to the gut uh, restoration supplements uh, in the in the show notes. So click on that link if you are interested or go to gutsy.ch. I need to write this down. Gutsy.ch forward slash restore. Actually, I'm going to do gut restoration. So it's going to be gutsy.ch forward slash gut restoration. And that way you can just go straight to the discounts, Black Friday sale, gut restoration protocol, and it'll be uh, ready for you to purchase if you want to purchase that. You also can just buy everything individually if you want. And that's that's it, you guys. That's a wrap. Holy cow. I can't believe I, uh, I finished that without saying something really, really dumb and have like awkward silences. So thanks for listening to my monologue. I will be here all week. Just kidding. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, if you like this, please leave us a review. Um, share it with your friends. Share it with your families play it in your offices in the background. 
I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I want you to still have friends. So thanks, you guys, for listening. I hope you guys uh, feel more empowered now to heal your guts, take care of your guts, recognize where the issues are in the first place. And that's it. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving. Happy November. I love you all, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.